My name's Vivek. It rhymes with cake. It ain't about thee. It isn't about me. It is about thee. The United States is about liberty. So, Fox and friends, join us on the trail. We'll have some fun. I'll see you out the trail. I'm the problem. It's me. Welcome to Election Profit Makers. My name is Kid Midas, the original Burning Man stomper. I'm stomping through the mud here on the playa at Burning Man 2023. My friends and I flew in on their jet. We were uh, promoting a new batch of um, freshly minted NFTs for Burning Man, and then the rains came, and now we're stuck in the mud, and with every step, our boots get heavier and heavier, and um, it's really intense. But we uh, we burners are a self-sufficient lot, and we are going to Bitcoin our way out of this situation. And I'm joined on the line by none other than Johnny, Johnny Kimball. Hey, Burning Man, more like gaining man oh yeah. right. are they mm. called burners yeah they're called burners have you never oh. met someone who went to burning man <laughs> no no i don't i don't run into your circles you know i've only i think i've only met two people who i went to a bar once with a group of people and one of the people i was talking to was like an attorney for porno magazines and he also he and his he and his girlfriend were big um burning man people so those are the burners i've met burning man Mm -hmm. go on more like muddy man oh (laughs) i does burning man have a comedy tent is it like that where you Mm -hmm. they do comedy because we could go next year and do some burning man comedy that's true yeah audiences love local references what's that why has this never happened before Apparently it has happened. It just never at this. It's never been this bad in okay. terms of the muddiness and the chaos. All right. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of Burning Man stuff on my TikTok feed. Oh. The algorithm is really giving me a lot of um, Burning Man. But I want to get back to this idea of you and I hosting a comedy night at Burning Man 2024. Okay. It would be called Laughing Man, mm-hmm. and it would be the comedy tent at Burning Man, and we and we would just have comedians who did Burning Man centered comedy, mm-hmm. like. Um, so, you know, the thing, we don't have to tell you guys this because you're all burners, but you have to bring everything in and bring everything out. I hope that doesn't include the STDs you people are going to get here in the mud. Stuff like a joke like yeah. that, right? Yeah. I always had a question, you know, on the last night when they burned that big statue of that man, I just, um, I hope they have a huge fire extinguisher as big as the man is. Yeah, in case things get out of control with the fire. In case things get out of control, although you burners would probably consider that a good thing. (laughs) That's good. I see a lot of funky homemade bicycles here on the playa. Uh, Seems like there are a lot of really talented welders and engineers. I don't know. I think that's a really good setup. Okay. That's a great right. setup, but I don't yeah. have the yeah. Anyway, here uh, we are yeah. back again. All right. No, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's fine. It's our podcast. Yeah. It is what it is, guys. Yeah. Radical yeah. acceptance. That's, that's something right. that that's really important to wrap your mind around. Radical acceptance. And you need to radically accept that you're listening to one of the hottest podcasts on the scene, Election Profit Makers. How was last week? What do you mean? News-wise? Without me. Oh. Oh, it sucked. Are you kidding? I was flailing. Absolutely flailing. Really? I thought I, I, I listened to it. I thought it was good. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. But so you I, know that you were absolutely 100% wrong when it came to mugshot smiles. I have on my bulletin board here uh-huh. our mugshot smile betting tab. And the only person you said would not smile was Sidney Powell. And Sidney Powell actually did smile. 
Yeah. No, I completely biffed that. You got it right. Everybody got it right. Everybody. I feel like most people were with you. In terms of smiling versus non-smiling? Yeah. No, you absolutely knew. You said a world-class scowl. And and that's exactly what it was. So well, I, thank you for praising my foresight because when it comes to the actual stuff that we've actually bet money on, Davy not doing so good. Yeah. No. Let me log in. Why did predicted log me out? What the hell? Hold on. Ooh, Tim Scott surging. Don't. Are you making fun of me? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I paid nine. And he's down at two. All right, let's get into it. This is the elephant in the room. It's time to talk about Tim Scott. Let's really get into this son of a gun. There's been so much written about Tim Scott recently since he um, did not uh, cover himself in glory in that first uh, GOP presidential debate. Listeners have been sending in many, many articles about Tim Scott. There's the fact that he has so much money. He's raised a lot of money. Nobody knows where the money is going, basically. And I think Larry Ellison from Oracle is his big donor. Is that right? He's- what? Oh, I didn't know that. I think I so. That. Yeah. I think that's true. Okay, let me just look good. at, let me read a couple of these headlines. All right. This is, this is one, I don't know how to feel about this. This is from Axios. Have you ever heard of Axios? Yep. I think it's that website where it's like, here's what you need to know. This will take two minutes to read. Here are the bullet points. Why this is important. Is that Axios? Be smart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exclusive, says Axios. GOP donors fret over Scott's single status. Top GOP donors and their allies privately are pushing Senator Tim Scott's team for more detail about his bachelor status before deciding how much to support him in the presidential campaign. Why it matters. Many of the donors are in the market for a viable alternative to former President Trump, but still aren't sure about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Scott is among those trying to woo such fundraisers. But the U.S. hasn't elected an unmarried person as president in 139 years. It's typical for candidates to trot out their families to try to enhance their appeal to voters. I wish we would have a bachelor. This is another reason to support Tim Scott. A bachelor. Or is he a bachelor? Because in I think his campaign said, oh, he has a girlfriend. He has a Canadian girlfriend. He just doesn't like to show her off. Wait a minute. No. No, I made up the okay, joke about Canada. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird that they're suddenly concerned about his bachelor status and they want more information. What what more information could you want? He's 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 not married. Or do they just want to know that he does have a relationship with a woman. They're concerned that he might be gay. I assume that's the subtext of this, right? Yeah. I mean, but if he has a girlfriend, he's he's not gay. That's true. It's the it's the foolproof way to tell if somebody is straight is if they have a girlfriend. I don't, yeah. I guess we're not going to try to break down whether he's gay or not. I, I think, you know, some of these guys, you know, we've talked about this before. They They don't want a relationship or maybe they're just kind of asexual. He's not not into any anything. He doesn't want to deal with that. That would be incredible if we had an asexual president. That would be more exciting to me than having a gay president. Yeah, it would be. He's just like, yeah, I have no I have no interest in that. That's really not my thing. But would he have to talk about it? Oh, constantly. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I think I think yes. I think the fact that he's single is not great because um particularly in the in the GOP uh 
because there are questions about his sexual preferences, which is a red flag for the GOP and maybe maybe even in the Democratic Party too. You know, people are are conservative about that, but I don't think that's his main problem. What's Tim Scott's main problem then? He just sucks. He's just not very hey. good. No, I mean, he- You're talking he, to someone who has 400 shares of him being the GOP nominee. Watch your tone. I mean, nobody is- I have I've looked at all the polling here and he, it's like everywhere, all of the, the primary states or if they do national polling, it's 2%, 2%, 5%'s highest I've ever seen him. So he's not- I, I don't know how he's raised all this money. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. Well, things might be about to turn around because according to CNN- Tim Scott's campaign is about to get a lot more aggro. Tim Scott plots more aggressive approach as he looks to break through in 2024 GOP race. Yeah. Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott has shown a new willingness to needle his rivals in recent days after his affable approach proved a mismatch for last week's pugilistic first 2024 primary debate. OK, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of now we're going to go way back here. OK, we're gonna go way back to 2000. Good Lord. Almost a quarter of a century ago, but and Al Gore had his first debate with George W. Bush, and he was pretty, you know, toned down, mm -hmm. and he got a lot of criticism, just like Scott did. And then they said he was going to come out and be more aggro, and he was so <laughs> aggro in that second debate. He just came off as such a jerk. Is that the one where he was sighing and and guffawing I, I, on the split screen? I don't screen? know if it was that one or not. That was but a legendary yeah. debate. Yeah. In the wake of Scott's wallflower performance in the Republican debate in Milwaukee last week, his subtle jabs at rivals during a six-day, three-state post-debate campaign swing could signal a shift towards a more confrontational approach for a candidate who has struggled to break through. Scott plans to be, quote, more aggressive in the next debate, one person close to his campaign said, he's going to come out hot, the person said. I can't <laughs> wait to see Tim Scott come out yeah. and try to be the biggest asshole and not be able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he can pull it off. With DeSantis out there, with Ramaswamy. You can't out asshole the new king of assholes, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, absolutely. It's just no and way. And also, this just proves that why are why do we know any of these people's names? Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. Right. And Trump might Trump might be on the debate stage. Oh my god, he's definitely going to be at the next debate. Let's you make a bet so? about that. Okay. Oh yeah. I think it was a huge mistake for him to skip that first debate. I don't know if it was Because huge. now he's only 97 points ahead of his rivals instead <laughs> yeah. of 99 points ahead of his rivals. Yeah. I don't know if it was huge. I I I think it it um yeah, he's opening himself up to I do think if Trump is on stage, Vivek will have nothing to do because Vivek's only purpose on that debate stage was to dick ride Donald Trump and, and celebrate Donald Trump. Why? If Trump shows up for the second debate, Vivek doesn't need to be there. Like, what will he do? He won't even be able to say, vote for me. Well, why can't he continue to praise Trump? If, I mean, if his goal is to I mean, he can. That will be a very striking look if he's just on stage. Yeah. Just praising Trump. I mean, he'll just say everything, you know. What do you mean he'll say everything? I mean, he'll, yeah, Vivek just, the way he talks, you know, he, he just talks in circles. So he'll he'll be putting Trump down. He'll be saying Trump is great. Um, yeah, I wonder if Trump even has to do anything at the debate other than just show up. Mm. He could just sit there and sigh. 
It would be cool if they were all standing at podiums and Trump was just sitting in an armchair in the middle. Yeah. Doesn't that look cool? Yeah. Have we ever had a debate where people are sitting down? Yeah, they sit on stools, which I fucking hate. There's nothing I hate more than sitting on a stool. Yeah. Because then you have one leg on the floor and one leg on the little rung of the stool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That is hell on earth to me. Yeah, it's hard to pull off. I would rather stand on my head than try to look comfortable on a stool. I think we were sitting on stools at satchels. Yeah, but I think we stood most of the time. I'd rather stand, I think. Then there's this other thing people do, like, you know, like at the New Yorker Festival or when two people are going to get together and talk about ideas or they're going to be in conversation with each other and they put them in these massive overstuffed armchairs and they sink down so low. There's something wrong with the human body in that it's hard. This is just coming to me right now. Let me let me think on this. There's something wrong with the human body in that it is so difficult to have a conversation with someone else while seated, but also not looking incredibly awkward and weird. I think there's an engineering flaw in the human body. So you're saying that people need to be standing like at a lectern. They would be doing better. I think so. I I, think... I don't know. I think you could sit. I, I would love to sit back in a big chair, you know, cross my legs and, and relax. Uh, yeah. I think, but it yeah, looks... I, think, I think you're more willing to give more information if you're relaxed. And then it's so hard to get out of the chair. Because then you have to like uh, push yourself up out of the chair and you look like you look weird. And the chairs are always too big, I think. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Is this the thing? You know how some people don't like to hear um, audio of podcast hosts chewing food? It's called misophonia or misophonia or something. Misophobia. Do you know what I'm talking about? People who can't stand the sound of other people chewing food. Right. I have just diagnosed myself. I have a condition where I can't stand seeing two people in armchairs talk to each other. <laughs> this is going to be my new thing. And I'm going to base my entire yeah. personality around this. Just okay. what? I can't wait to go to. I'm going to a birthday party tonight. I yeah. can't wait to talk to people about my new personality. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show up and be like, hey, I hope you guys don't have any armchairs. Or if you do, I hope nobody here wants to talk to each other. This is going to be good. I need a new twist for myself. I need to. I need something new. Yeah. It's not enough to just be the guy who hasn't seen Barbie yet. That's played out. I need a new personality. I think it's going to be the guy who who doesn't like people in armchairs talking to each other. All right. Okay. Speaking of polling, CNN just came out with another one uh, with GOP voters. And it shows broad support for Trump um, with less than half seriously worried about criminal charges uh, harming God his. love him. So, you know, they say, would, uh, if true, charges against Trump regarding efforts to overturn the 2020 election would disqualify him from presidency. 13% say yes. Would cast doubts on his fitness for the job. 19% say yes. Aren't relevant to his fitness for the job. 68% say it's not relevant. But still, 13% say it would disqualify him. That's a pretty that's, that could make a difference on the margins. Yeah, but they will still vote for him anyway when it, when, it all, when, it, when it gets right down to it, when it's election day, don't you think? In the primary? Oh, the primary. I, I forgot that he has to, to quote unquote, yeah. technically win the primary. Yeah, now, 13%, but I guess he is, 90, so he is 97 what? points ahead. Yeah, so, yeah. Then he's, yeah. What's 97 minus 13? 84? Mm-hmm. Right. It's... 
What am I going to do with these fucking no Trump shares? What have I done, John? What have I done? I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? Uh, I would hang on to them. Really? Yeah. 700 shares in Trump No. The average I paid for these fucking... The average I paid for them is 57 cents. They're now trading at 35 cents. Yeah. I think you should average. Average down. What do you mean average down? Just keep down? buying more. Should I? Yeah. I kind of want to. Yeah. I think you should. But I don't want to... I don't want to put more money into predicted. I've got. Yeah, I. W- I mean, there is that. There is that. When you're trying to make a decision in life, guys, the best way to make the decision is to is to calculate how much of a legend you would be if it actually paid off. And if and in this instance, I would be a massive legend. But I don't want to put more money into predicted. I have five hundred dollars in predicted. This fucking Hollywood strike is never going to end. I'm never going to make another dime of money as long as I live. I can't afford to keep pumping money into predicted. You know? Okay. Can we make a prediction on when this Hollywood strike is going to end? This fucking strike. I thought. Yeah. What? What? What's happening? Do you know anything? I have no idea what's going on. Every Tell me. time I read about it, I want to have a panic attack, and I'm not reliant on any of this stuff. So I'm just feeling for you guys. And I would give in and just, yeah. We should Except, surrender to the AMPTP? Uh, no, 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 you shouldn't. I'm just telling you what I, w- what I would do. Right. Just out and, of desperation, be like, can you just give us $1 more every month and yes. we'll, and we'll yeah. say that we won and we can start working again? Do you get stronger the longer it goes on or weaker? I don't one know. Day, one day longer, one day stronger, John. That's oh, what they that say what they on say? the picket line. Yeah, that's, that's what they, they say on the picket oh, lines. Oh, that's good. That's good. You so like it that? probably is that you get weaker, which is why they say that. Yeah, right. They're compensating. Yeah. Fortunately, these executives keep putting their feet in their mouths with these tone deaf statements that get piss off everybody and actually have, I think, helped garner nationwide support for the strikes in a way that previous Hollywood strikes, I don't think have had that level of support. Yeah, but that support's not putting money in your pocket. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I saw that Bill Maher, Bill Maher said that, you know, you know. Oh, what did he say? He said something that was really provocative and smart. And it was that you- Uh, That writers, they don't have the right to be writers. Not everyone has a right to be, to have a job writing. Mm. So that um, he thinks that they're being unreasonable by asking for so much. Okay. Usually I agree with everything Bill Maher says, and I think he's really smart, but I don't understand what he means there. Is he saying that, that, um, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's one of the conditions is that Anyone who wants to be a writer is guaranteed a job. I don't think that's one of the conditions. That would be that would be a very strong starting point for negotiations. Yeah, I guess so. You must hire anyone who wants to be a writer, <laughs> starting from age eleven. Yeah, Bill Maher has huge cojones. <laughs> no, he has huge um, chairs that his guests sit in. Oh, are you? That doesn't surprise me. Are you serious? Okay, look up. Go on YouTube. I, I don't want to look, look up at this Bill shit. Maher and Richard Dreyfus and Richard. Richard. All right, let Richard, me look at these two Richard fuckers Dreyfus, sitting in their fucking chairs. Richard Dreyfus Rich. is yeah. so far into this chair 
The, the chair is swallowing him. In fact, he's almost on the ground. Club random with Bill Maher? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, I see. He's doing a bit where he's falling out of the chair. No, he's not doing a bit. What? No, he's not doing a bit. He he is he's had too many. Is he dr- is he drunk? I, d- I don't know if he's drunk, but he's not. He's he's um, really sliding out of this chair. Yeah. It looks like a. And they're not discussing it at all. They're just having a regular conversation. He's getting lower. Wait, is this the lower. real? Is this a goof? What is this set? No, that's his set. This looks like a set from like 1987. This looks like like an MTV set. Yeah. Uh, this looks like the living room of somebody on like that show 227. Remember that show 227? Yeah. This looks like How many of our listeners remember that show? 227. I mean, this is a real like I don't know how to say this, this is a very late 80s African American aesthetic. Like middle well, class these color you no, know, it's not it's like um 227 isn't the right thing. I was thinking of um Martin. Remember Martin, when Martin Lawrence okay, had that yeah. sitcom Martin? It's like that. That's another late 80s, early 90s black comedy. This is great. This is the real set? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Maher. Look at these armchairs. Holy shit. This is really intriguing. Is Bill Maher like a performance artist? Is this all a weird... um... He is cool. Hmm. All right. We were talking about... Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Um, That's good for my new personality. I like that. Uh, we were talking about how much money I'm losing on Predicted. Is that what we were talking yep. about? I'm down. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about polls. All these. There's a poll that came out that said Biden and Trump are tied. Look, the, we were still way, 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 way early. Okay. In previous elections, when you when you look at these things, you know, Gore is way ahead, or Bush is way ahead, or Hillary was way ahead, or Trump may have been way ahead. Just it just it's just too early. I'm very torn because on the one hand, I want the election to be far away so that there's plenty of time for Donald Trump to have explosive diarrhea of the head and spend the rest of his life in the ICU and or go to jail. On the other hand, I want the election to happen tomorrow because I don't want Biden to be one year older by the time November 2024 runs around because that just increases the chance of him freezing up like Mitch McConnell or having a physical accident. Everybody thinks Joe Biden is too old to be president. So it's like, let's have the election sooner rather than later because he's only getting older. That's the thing about aging, John. It only works in one direction unless you're Benjamin Butthead, Benjamin Button, Benjamin Butthead. That'd be a funny um, porno parody mm-hmm. of a David. Fin- if I had to make porno parodies of all the David Fincher novels or David Fincher movies, let's see if I can come up with this off the top of my head. Okay. What would the porno parody be for Benjamin Button would be Benjamin Butthead. Um, what's another Zodiac would be Throdiac. <laughs> uh, what's another movie he made? The social network that- would be the, um, uh, what the porno parody be of the so that, what a great movie that would be. It would be the social network. Okay. That's good. Um, what else did he make? Gone girl uh, would be, yeah, don't ask me clothes. Her clothes are gone, girl. And um, what's another David? Seven would be. Uh, what would no. I do for seven? There's nothing I'm there. Gonna, yeah, there's nothing there. Seven. What's another movie that David Fincher made? Uh, you, you're asking. You know, I have no. Oh, idea. Fight Club. Fight oh, Club. Oh yes, that'd Fight be. Club. The, I bet that's been done. Actually, that's got to have been done. I mean that that's amazing. 
right? So what would it be? Fuck club. Oh, okay. Right? Perfect, right? Sure. Very interesting conversation that we're having today. What what direction would you like to take it in? <laughs> Is this a good time to promote our event next week? Oh, yes. Now that we're at the heights of our sparkling dialogue? Yeah. Let's invite our listeners, John, to join the conversation in Connecticut. Yeah, we're going to be in um, Middletown, Connecticut at Wesleyan next week, September 14th. At a certain time, 7 o'clock probably. It is 7 o'clock. I am so psyched. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I have been in Google Earth flying around looking at all the areas and uh, trying to find weirs and old highway interchanges that have been abandoned in the Hartford area. Oh, my God. If you guys like stories about abandoned highway interchanges, then you need to be at Wesleyan University next Thursday at 7 p.m. John Kimball's going to bring the heat. He's coming out hot just like Tim Scott, and he's not going to be affable like he has been. He's got to get these poll numbers up. John is going to be extremely aggro. (laughs) He's going to be more confrontational. About the Connecticut Department of Transportation not finishing this Spaghetti Junction. He's going to be screaming at you people about Spaghetti Junctions. Meanwhile, I'm working on my uh, experimental slash noise music trivia contest, which is going to be amazing with a lot of audio clips. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun getting that ready for everybody. This is um, going to be a going to be a once in a lifetime experience for all our East Coast and New England listeners. 7 p.m. Wesleyan University. The event is free, but you have to register. Go to bit.ly/epmnct. That's epmnct uh, to reserve your spot. And then we're all going to go out to a meetup afterwards at a local watering hole. Yeah. More info about that uh, the night of. So come meet us in person. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll have some fun. I'll see you at the trail. Can we can we talk about the ACC? John, big news in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We once did a Patreon episode about conference realignment. And so when this news flew across my desk, I knew there was one person and one person only I'd want to hear opine on the matter. And that's Bill Maher. But he wasn't available. So I guess I'll talk to you. This was shocking. This this was shocking news to me. I have always been adamant that the ACC was not going to add any more schools. Uh, to give a little bit of background, the Pac-12 uh, as a conference completely fell apart in the last couple of weeks. Um, the majority of their schools having left for the Big 12 and the Big 10, leaving just four teams remaining. And which nobody wanted. Uh, Cal and Stanford were two of those teams. And the ACC voted this past week to add Cal and Stanford to the Atlantic Coast Conference or the All Coast Conference or the Any Coast Conference at this point, and to add SMU as well. I don't know really why it happened. They don't really add anything for football, which is all, which is why people are doing this realignment is they're trying to make more money for football and they're not really great basketball schools either. But I think the chancellors got together and they just, you know, they, they were like Cal and Stanford, they're too good of schools. We have to, we, we have to let them in. It's wrong that they are um, going to be abandoned and they're worried about other ACC schools leaving. So they figured we'll just get these other schools in as a uh, you know safety net 
So when it comes to these conferences and teams joining conferences, it's all driven by the football programs rather than basketball programs? Or is that just true in the ACC? No, no, no. It's all driven by football. Even in the in the ACC, it's been driven by football. When the ACC expanded, it was always about football. And now that we have two California schools in the ACC, are they going to change the initialism so that it no longer refers to the Atlantic Coast Conference? Because I'm not a Google Earth maniac or a geo-guesser whiz like you are, John, but my head tells me that those schools in California are pretty far away from the Atlantic coast. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it may be one of these things. I don't know if you remember before Bank of America was Bank of America. They were... Well, they're Nations Bank for a little bit, but they were North Carolina National Bank. Mm-hmm. And then once they expanded into Florida and Texas and everything, they just became NCMB. And it didn't mean North Carolina National Bank anymore. Like Kentucky Fried Chicken just going as KFC. That's right. So maybe they'll drop Atlantic Coast Conference and it'll just be ACC and the ACC. And future generations will have no idea what it used to stand for. That's right. But, you know, none all of these conferences, you know, the Big 12 now has 18 teams and uh, the Big Ten has, do they have 18 now or do they have 20 now? So well, they don't I mean, have 10. Yeah. Uh, really, only the Southeastern Conference has a name that makes sense. I'm going to start supporting that conference then. That, that's a, they have the most integrity. I know. I kind of want, you know, people are saying, you know, if the ACC falls apart, where's, where's UNC going to go? Uh, everyone says they're going to go to the Big Ten because they're AAU members and they have the same academics. I kind of want to go to the SEC because they have all the flagship schools in the South. I agree. Yeah. I've given this a lot of thought and I 100% agree. Okay. All right. Uh in uh, can can we pivot to the football news since this is all about we can but football. let me say this yeah I had spicy Chinese food and I'm about to have a so I, you keep talking or yeah, wait yeah. for me I'll be back in five minutes I'm really sorry okay all right uh, it is football season once again and I know how so many of the listeners love to hear me talk about Carolina football. And UNC is ranked number 21 in the preseason Associated Press poll and had their opening game in Charlotte uh, against the University of South Carolina. It was the battle of the Carolinas to determine who is the real Carolina. And my prediction was that UNC would lose that game because that's what that's what UNC does in these situations. If it's a big time primetime game. And they're expected to win. They lose. But they did not lose. They won. They won 31 to 17, and they thoroughly dominated South Carolina, an SEC foe. Uh, But then the big news was last night, Monday night, number nine Clemson went in to Duke's Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham and got Dog walked 28 to 7. Duke wins the game. It's Duke's first win against a top 10 team since 1989. So UNC and Duke are now football schools. And yeah, as the kids say, I'm here for it. Also, FSU blew out LSU. Three Southeastern Conference opponents gotten blown out in primetime this weekend. South Carolina, LSU, 
and Satchel's Florida Gators. And uh, that's all I got to say on that. Folks, do you think you've seen it all when it comes to breakfast-based horror movies? Well, think again. The writer of Attack of the Killer Donuts is back at it with Haunted House of Pancakes, a feature-length horror comedy with offbeat characters, outrageous food monsters, and a thrilling food fight against the forces of evil. Check out their crowdfunding website at bit.ly slash hauntedpancake. That's a solid bit.ly link, John. Yeah. Bit.ly slash hauntedpancake, all one word, all lowercase. They've not only got t-shirts, Blu-rays, and posters available, but also opportunities to put you in the movie. The link bit.ly slash hauntedpancake. This is an indie horror comedy called Haunted House of Pancakes that one of our listeners is is masterminding. Wait a minute, Blu-rays? As How in- is that possible? Can you can a regular person make a Blu-ray? I thought that was like a government like or, or government that some level kind technology. Of sun- new sunglasses. No, a Blu-ray is like a super DVD. Well, yeah, it's that's like what a, I'm thinking. That's what I'm oh. thinking. But I, that it can't possibly be that. I don't think I've ever seen a Blu-ray. So if they're giving a, it's like um a DVD that looks even better. I think. Well, I'm clicking through right now. So if you want to see these pancakes or these haunted pancakes fighting or people fighting against the haunted pancakes, or whatever the fuck is happening in this crazy movie, you need to go to bit.ly/hauntedpancake. From the writer of Attack of the Killer Donut. Man, this this dude must be like us and must have watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes at, su- at some slumber party back in the day because this feels like he's in that wheelhouse, right? A celebration of food and horror and having fun. We have some good sponsors. If you want to sponsor us, our podcast advertising rates are surprisingly affordable. You can email us at contact at electionprofitmakers.com. John, you wanted to talk not only about the ACC, but the Alabama congressional map. What's going on with this fucking map? Yeah, the, this is breaking news. Uh, the The Alabama congressional map must be redrawn to boost black voters. Hell yes. Um, the court has ruled that Alabama's Republican-backed congressional map legally dilutes black residents' voting power and must be redrawn. So that is good news for Democrats' chances of winning back the House majority in 2024. I don't know how much of a difference it makes, um, but it but definitely will make a bit of a difference. Um, that's really all I have to say. To say yeah, solid. <laughs> all right, John. Let's turn our attention now to feedback from our beloved listeners. Why don't you read this? email we got from listener Ben. Ben writes in, election profit makers is the only place I turn for the latest news regarding bird calls and guitar pedals. Given your authority on these subjects, I can't be the only listener wondering what an osprey or say a wood thrush's call might sound like after it's been run through some tape delay and a ring modulator or whatever. Obviously, you're doing well in the bird recording department, but here are some from this past April. I'm not sure what they are, but they're from the Chapel Hill area. Hope all is well. And like so many others, I'm looking forward to that Tim Scott nomination. Is he making fun of me when he says I'm looking forward to that Tim Scott nomination? Is that a zing at me? Uh, It could be. 
Yeah. Because the thing about me is I'm highly sensitive and I don't like seeing people have conversations while they're seated in armchairs. So let's just tread lightly, Ben. But Ben, thank you for sending in your bird calls. Let's take a trip now to Chapel Hill, North Carolina and listen to some local bird calls. And we're back. John, we got an email from Blake. Blake says, I like to mess around with Google Maps as much as John. So I decided to see what interesting line I could come up with. Love it. I found a line that is interesting, not in what it passes through, but what it doesn't pass through. The 8,398 mile line from Stonehenge to Easter Island nearly passes through all four hemispheres and only passes over about 230 miles of land. That's 118 miles of England, 65 miles of the Dominican Republic, and 50 miles of Panama. That means only 2.7% of the line contains land, and that's kind of crazy. I highly doubt there are any other mysterious ancient relics with so little land between them over such a long distance. Wow. Yeah. This is John Kimball bait of the highest potency. Oh, that is great. That is a great line. That's a good one. What do you call these things? Yeah. Ley lines? Did you make up that phrase? Ley line? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it... Yeah. I don't know if that's what we call them. A straight line from Stonehenge to Easter Island, and it barely touches any land. There might be some significance there, folks. There might be something there. There's got to be something. Have they used this information? They could maybe find Malaysian Airlines. Mm. I bet it's along that line. I wonder. The line of of emptiness, they could call it. Were you ever interested in the Bermuda Triangle, speaking of lines and mysteries and and wide open stretches of water as a kid? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Maybe we should revisit the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, all right. I mean, there's just a lot of flights to go through there, and there's a lot of- I was going to suggest we do a live episode from the Bermuda Triangle, but I guess that's dumb, so we won't do that. A lot of of planes have disappeared, and ships. Do you believe in haunted houses? Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, no. No. I don't either. Fuck. If one of us believed in ghosts, it would be more interesting. Why don't we keep reading these listener questions? (laughs) Yeah, Greg Greg writes in, I've been listening to podcasts since 2005 and have never been as excited as I was in listening to EPM episode 221 when David said this, do you think my apartment is on the line between two interesting things? Well, this is my story, Greg writes. Oh, shit. I was idly playing with Google Earth one evening in probably 2009 measuring the distances between random structures and landmarks. Wow. I drew a line from the fountain at the point in Pittsburgh, a landmark mentioned in episode 221, by the way, to the top spire of the castle at Disney World. I was working as a delivery driver for a dairy at the time, and this particular line was fun to examine as it crossed several miles of my routes at various distances from its point of origin. 
And it added a little interest to my day when I was able to pinpoint and sometimes announce to no one in particular, I get that, that I was crossing the Pitt Disney Meridian. I love this. I am watching I John Kimball fall in love in real yeah. time. There are people. The there, there, there are people out there like me. They are out there, John. You just have to yeah. keep putting the word out there. So he continues. This line happened to pass through a little church that sat all by itself out in the woods, well to the east of Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Whenever I drove past it, I wondered if anyone in the congregation would be interested in knowing about the line. <laughs> See, I get this. Really? I get this. Yes, you want to share, but you can't share because it's so crazy. Right. Okay. 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 So he, he so he, <laughs> he's wondering if anyone in the congregation <laughs> would be interested in knowing about the line. I kept thinking that I'd really want to know if I lived or worked or went to church or, I don't know, bowled on a point between two notable places. Mm -hmm. I devised and began implementing a plan to establish an online community-driven resource what? for wait, people wait. to discover these lines for themselves. This is what I was talking about. This is awesome. Okay. So I registered a domain name geothreads.com, created a Facebook page to operate from, and began tentatively reaching out to schools and libraries along these now-named geothreads to gauge their interest in this particular view of our world. I draw a line between the stadia of the teams in the World Series or Super Bowl, find some public institution along the line, and reach out with this little bit of trivia about their location in a message that had been carefully crafted to not make me sound psychopathic. I would love to see the, the email. This is the definition of a king. <laughs> I thought if this idea got out there a little bit, I would attract the attention of someone who could code some kind of tool that would automate the process. Countless hours alone in a truck gave me plenty of time to brainstorm on marketing and branding. And I came up with this, geothreads.com. Do you have any idea where you are? It was only after this halting but still optimistic start that I encountered my most formidable obstacle, finding even one other person <laughs> on the planet who thought this was remotely interesting. None of my messages were answered. No one I talked to gave even a fraction of a shit. Every conversation I had with my friends and family sounded like the conversation you two had up until David had that little spark of curiosity at minute 45 of episode 221. Mm. So by 2018, I'd let everything expire. Geothreads.com now links to a seemingly small company that sells eco-friendly activewear. They also command the page, which Facebook yoinked out from under me after years of disuse. But they seem cool, and I wish them the best. And how can I be upset knowing that there are people actively working on this thing that I've wanted to exist for over a decade? EPM forever. Wow. Greg, you were just uh, you were truly ahead of your time. This is amazing. It's everything we've been talking about. This dude was doing back in, when was he working for the dairy? 2009? 2009. This dude was, and I think, what, what's it called? Geothreads? Is that what we should call them instead of ley lines? It's a great name. I like that. Geothreads? You like that? Yeah. 
I'm not sure about threads though, because a thread is uh, stitches something together, right? I guess you're you're joining together two locations yeah. with the thread. He must have been freaking out when I said, oh, I wonder if my house is in between. He's like, that's what I was trying to do back 15 years ago, you fucking idiots. The world wasn't ready for me. I mean, this this could be a David Fincher movie. He made a movie about the guy fucking starting Facebook. He should make a movie about the guy who tried to make geo-threads. The world was not ready for these threads. Wow, Greg. Wow. Yeah. John, this dude better live. This dude better fucking come to our... I don't care if this dude lives on Easter Island, Stonehenge, or anywhere in between. He better come to this Connecticut show. Yeah. Is he in Pittsburgh? It's not that far. This is like your soul. This is like your soulmate. This is your brother from another mother. I'm telling you, I got so many lines, so many lines I could talk to people about. This dude's driving around Pennsylvania in a milk truck. It's probably super early. I wonder if he's delivering milk at like the crack of dawn. He's alone on these highways. The sun is just cresting, you know? He's alone with his thoughts. He's looking at all these locations. He's imagining these lines shooting across the globe. I wonder what connects this and this. Then he writes a letter. Dear principal of Lincoln Elementary School, Mm. uh, did you know that your school lies directly between the two teams who played in the Super Bowl six years ago? I thought you and your classmates might find that interesting. Don't worry. I'm not a psychopath. I'm a delivery driver for a milk company. Yeah, I really think this is a great way to make money. <laughs> How much money? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. How do you make money from this? Advertising. Adver- I, I have no idea, but there's got to be a way to make money. We've People got to monetize the locations of cities and towns. Your line. Yeah, it becomes a uh, tourism thing. Oh, so it's a, it's a way for, um, yes. Yes, some little random town that you think is in the middle of nowhere is able to is able to um, announce that they are directly in between the Great Pyramid of Egypt and Easter Island or something. That's right. Come to our town. The psychic ancient energy will be off the charts. We are directly between these two sacred ancient um, relics that were probably built by extraterrestrials. Come right. visit us. You, you can a buy a fun there. t-shirt or a bumper sticker. Yes. Like the Four Corners. You know when you go and stand at the Four Corners in the Southwest where the four states meet up? Absolutely. People love this stuff. We are halfway between the deepest point on Earth and the highest point on Earth. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that would be. You could make them. You could sell so many t-shirts. Yeah. But in this case, you're not making money through individuals looking up their house address. You're making money because you sell this information to municipalities as part of a tourism strategy, right? Yes. I think I think we should take this conversation offline because I think we're giving okay. away too many free ideas. All right. Yeah. Geothreads.com. Do you have any idea where you are? I would tighten it up. Geothreads.com. Do you know where you are? Yeah. I think it can just be that. Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. Tied in with Guns N' Roses. If we could sponsor the Guns N' Roses tours. Now we're really making money. Yeah. John, I have a hot take, which is that let's end this episode and you do the credits right now. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. And if you sign up for Patreon you'll receive some wonderful EPM stickers in the mail. Send your election prediction questions and bird recordings and ley lines and geo threads to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And 
If you'd like to advertise with us, email contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Goodbye.